it is Adam, and we had the opportunity to speak with Christian of Settle Your Scores over Zoom video. Christian was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. He talks about that and how he got into music. He talks about getting his first bass. In middle school, his friends had a band going, but they didn't have a bass player, so he decided he's going to get a bass. He bought it on Musician's Friends. He has this cool story about how he got that first bass. As his music career progressed, he went from bass to electric guitar to eventually singing. And when he went to college, he went to college in Cincinnati, Ohio. He responded to some Craigslist ads for a singer. And that's how he landed in front of the guys and settle your scores. And he tried out for the band and eventually got in the band. He talks about putting out their first record, their first EP, gaining some traction online, signing their first record contract, signing to Mutant League Records over COVID and all about their brand new record retrofit you can watch the interview with christian of settle your scores on our facebook page and youtube channel at bringing it backwards it'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel like us on facebook follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at bringing back pod we'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts we're bringing it backwards with settle your scores so this podcast is all about you, your journey in music, and we'll obviously talk about uh, the new Settle Your Score stuff. Sweet. Cool. Love it. From Cincy, Cincinnati? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, so okay. I, yeah, I went to college in, in Cincinnati, UC area, um, and then I met the SYS boys there. I moved back home to Columbus for a little while while I was in the band to work. And then I moved back to Cincinnati permanently. Right on. Have you seen the new Indians logo? I have the guardians. It's oh pretty, my. it's pretty trash. <laughs> huh? What do you think? I was, was going to say I'm a Reds fan. So oh, you don't really care. <laughs> I've seen some, some messages and like some comments about the new Indians logo or the guardians logo. Um, I don't know. It's definitely different. I don't know if it's horrible, but it's definitely, I don't know. The Not logo sure. itself is pretty trash. Okay. <laughs> so I should give you some backstory. My family is all from Cleveland. I personally grew up in San Diego. I was born and raised okay. in San Diego, but my family's from Cleveland. My uncles went, or one of my uncles went to Ohio state and I would go down into Columbus for the games. It was crazy to see like a football game there at that stadium. And I'm sure that right. you're obviously fully embraced in the Buckeyes culture growing up there. <laughs> Yeah, but um, like, my yeah, like you see, like I get the name change and then I was like the Guardians. I mean, now they hear it more. I'm like, OK, maybe it's not horrible, but the logo looks like it was made by like a kindergartner on paint. Right. The font is definitely I think it leaves a little bit to be desired, but, you know, I'm not with a the baseball with the G's like hooked onto it. I'm just like, Ugh. I don't know. Pretty. <laughs> I think I feel like they could have put a little bit more work into it. If you ask me, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's like a first draft. Maybe they'll change it up. I hope so. I hope so. Um, but I don't know. They put in a lot of money into their little teaser video that they're going to be called the Guardians. Now they haven't changed their Twitter Twitter handle though, which is interesting. Oh really? Yeah. But enough about baseball. So uh, Columbus, talk to me about being born and raised there. Obviously, a big uh, college town. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like the whole thing with Columbus is Buckeye fever because OSU is there. Um, but growing up in Columbus, man, I lived in the suburbs, like pretty standard childhood. Um, great parents, great family. I was really lucky uh, to have my family around and friends. Um, I went to Catholic school for most of my oh, life. So right on. That's, I guess that's where I get my rebellious streak. Um, <laughs> was it all boys school? 
Uh, my high school actually was an all boys school. Yeah. So I've I know worked. a lot of a lot of people, and I mean, at least in my experience, aunts and uncles and stuff, a lot of their kids went to Catholic school too. It's interesting. I mean, it was definitely a good education, mm-hmm. um, and I met some cool people. But you know, I'm not super religious, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so did you, how'd you get into music? When did you get into music? Uh, dude, I've been into music like my whole life. Like even if I wasn't playing instruments, like I just loved it. So I started like actually playing and performing in like seventh grade, like middle school, like seventh grade. I was like wow. 12 15 years old. I bought a bass guitar uh, because they're at my school there was like this eighth grade talent show and that was kind of like your final hurrah like you would like prove yourself to everybody like show your talent um and so my buddies formed a band they had a guitarist they had a drummer they had vocals and of course they didn't have a bass player because when you're like 13 who the hell wants to play bass yeah right it was just like you whoever gets stuck playing bass (laughs) so hey guys like i'll play bass and so I got this bass guitar off of musician's friend. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I remember. Oh yeah. It was like the paper catalog. Okay. I ordered it was like a fire red, like over the top. It was super cheap though. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't a good looking bass. It just looked cool in the picture. Um, It was just like red as hell off brand. I don't even remember the brand. And then I started learning um from then on i didn't even have a bass amp like i just borrowed my buddy's guitar amp i didn't even know there was a difference between the two Mm -hmm. um and i just practiced like we played this our singer the singer of the band he wrote a song and we just practiced it over and over and i would just learn like other covers like while i was practicing and then that kind of evolved into me wanting to play guitar because i thought guitar is really cool Mm -hmm. i was into like avenge sevenfold and like watching people shred like i thought that was super super badass Mm -hmm. So I started playing electric guitar and that kind of transitioned into, well, you know, like singing's pretty cool. Like, so is screaming. So I started learning how to scream with like under oath and like, just like those old school, like emo, screamo, like whatever the genre is called post hardcore, like bands like, and and like, like crab core bands too, were a huge influence on me. Attack, attack. Um, so I started screaming and then I was like, well, I want to do both. So I learned how to sing. And then I never actually fronted a band with like clean vocals for a while. And then I finally met the settle your scores boys through Craigslist. Really? You guys met on Craigslist. Yeah. So I was auditioning for bands all over Cincinnati when I was in college because I really wanted to sing in a rock band. Mm -hmm. And it was like, like breaking Benjamin type bands and they all, they all rejected me. And then I saw some demos for like our first album, like before it was an album on Craigslist. And then I went and auditioned and then I got it. Did you, they didn't have lyrics or anything. It was just with the music. Just great demo instrumental. And then um, they sent me one song that had lyrics. It was loose lips. And I sang that for the audition and they were like, all right, sweet. You're in. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> wow. Were, were they all from originally from Cincinnati or? Yeah. In- the, the, the guys that were in the band at that time, it was just Ricky and Caleb. Um, mm-hmm. They are from an older band called Radio Rescue. So they broke up and they kind of reformed those two. It's like a separate project. Settle your scores. They didn't have the name or anything, but they wanted to keep doing that style of music. So um 
And then we had a bass player at the time. That's not our bass player anymore. We got a new bass player after him, but yep. Did a little audition. And then we found our guitarist and bass player on Craigslist too. Wow. What was it like going into that? I, I, I've, I've heard this story before, but I've also heard people be like, I would never do that. Like, was it, right. you got to really put yourself out there to show up at these places and, you know, meet people you've never met and see if you gel with them. And then you kind of have to form this bond, you know, a bond right. that way. And I totally understand. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Walking up, I was super, super nervous because I had auditioned before, but it was like for people that like I knew kind of like, I didn't know them personally, personally, but like I knew of them with mm -hmm. these guys. No, Ricky. I didn't know Caleb. Um, I had never even been like to that side of Cincinnati before because I was still pretty new to the area. Um, I even like parked my car like a mile down the road just in case. I don't know why. I just freak out. Like if I'm going to meet somebody, like in case I got to make a quick getaway. Right. Down and like sprint away. So I had my car like a mile away. <laughs> and I saw I you know, got to the front door and everyone was like super normal. So it was just like, <laughs> you're going to walk just like to catch a predator situation. <laughs> you never know, man. Like when you meet people on the internet, people try to rob people, all that, but no, they're, they're yeah. clearly, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Wow. Well, so you went in and sang that loose lip song. Did you do it like a cover or how, how quickly did they go? All right, this dude's the band lead. This guy's going to be in the band. I honestly, like, I was so nervous, dude. Like, I don't remember exactly how they, like, got me into the band. I don't remember if it was there or, like, a day or two after, but they were they were pretty much on board with it, so we went with it. <laughs> That's rad. So then the band starts, and uh, what, what, what happens next? You start playing locally so, around Cincinnati? Yeah, after that, we, we didn't play a show for a while because we wanted our first show, like, as a band to be really, really popping. Mm -hmm. uh, we basically just practiced like all the time. We would practice like twice a week in this basement. Um, and so we were going to actually get music out there before we performed our first show, because that way you could have people come to the show and then they know your songs and it's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had recording time booked with, it was me, everybody in the band. And then we had the bassist who is no longer with us. This is kind of where he cut ties. So after that, uh, we booked the recording time. The bassist just like dipped. He was like, hey, guys, like, I actually am not going to like help pay for recording. Sorry. See you later. And so we oh, had to like, ouch. Or, yeah, we had to fork over way more money between all four of us. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we went and recorded it, obviously, um, like Ricky. And we had another guy that could play bass that came and kind of filled in for the recording session. Um and then once we got those songs recorded, it was our like first EP ever with like the target art. It was like poster boys, worst intentions and behind the scene. Mm -hmm. uh, we played our first show. It was really, really cool. Um, and then just kept ripping gigs after that. Like we kept, you know, playing shows. We got some hype online. We released our first album, went on some pretty big tours to tour on that album, the wilderness. Um, mm -hmm. And then a couple more, well, we had well another, and then we have our third album on the way. Sure. Oh, I'm going to rewind a bit if that's cool with you. Yeah. Actually, I never asked you, did you, did you go to school in, in Cincinnati for music or did you go for something totally different? No, dude, I went to business school. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that kind of translates with what it translates to with, sure. like, I guess you guys are doing your own, your own business in a sense. Yeah. Um, Mark sales. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
you you put out that first EP and you said you started getting some traction online and like how did that happen and like do you remember like yeah, specific for, moments from that? Absolutely, dude. Because I remember we released um, it was the three songs and there were all these Facebook groups. Like that was when like Facebook groups were popping off like for the mm -hmm. first. And so we joined, I forget what it was named at the time, but right now it's currently named the Revive Easy Core group, like 9.0 or something. Uh, <laughs> been renamed, You're like, still a part of it? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, dude, yeah. That was where most of our diehard fans came from in the beginning. Like, I still salute that group anytime I talk about any sort of, like, hype being brought up when we started because they shared the shit out of all our songs when that's we started. Awesome. Um, a lot of people compared us to like city lights and four years strong and like, you know, bands that we all loved. So we mm -hmm. were super. Hyped. Um, and then, you know, after we got the actual album out, the album started getting shared a lot more. Um, for some reason, Spotify like loved us and put some of our songs on some playlists, which like at the time people didn't understand how crucial that was to get your band right. anywhere. Um, like those algorithmic ones. Um, so we were lucky enough to have a couple of the wilderness songs on algorithm playlists for a while. And I think that's kind of how we got, you know, that hype was like that initial sharing of everything. And then Spotify kind of just like did us a huge solid for some reason. That's crazy. That's cool. I mean, I yeah. imagine like seeing the, the, the numbers go up. Was that something that kind of, I would imagine be pretty. Like, oh dude addictive I, like okay what I, are you at now what are you at now i mean like seeing like your first million plays that must have uh, been a massive moment for you i even it like, was probably first hundred thousand like what were the milestones it was definitely gradual um over time but i mean for me personally that this is and probably always will be the like most successful band i've been in in terms of like streaming numbers and stuff like we had never you know i don't think any of us had ever like really gotten that like global attention you know what i mean right but you know spotify spotify they get your music out everywhere so i think we were just lucky that we got placed honestly it was definitely a great feeling sure did that help you said you got on some pretty big tours with that wilderness record yeah so we toured with um it was called guardians of easy core so it was all over the country and um a band called Abandoned by Bears from Sweden came over to the States for their big tour. They had just signed with Victory Records mm -hmm. and also toured with For the Win, who I think they were also on Victory at the time. So we were like, oh, my God, like we're touring with signed bands. This is crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we toured all over. Um, a lot of people got sick on that tour. There were a lot of, you know, bits and pieces that got messed up. But um it was a great time. It was super Did you have cool. to like pull a van together? Like, what was it like? Was that your first big tour? And it's then it's okay. We now we got to get a van and a trailer. Yeah, that must have been exciting though. Oh, it was super, super exciting, dude. I love touring. Um, obviously there's stressful moments on tour. Everyone's got their tour stories or their horror stories on tour, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, most of the bad stuff actually happened to the other bands. So we were kind of just like, sweet, we're just going to open it. <laughs> I felt bad for the other guys uh, for the win. Their singer got like deathly ill. And then like everyone else in their band got deathly ill. And then um, abandoned by bears, their driver just like up and quit. Like they couldn't drive legally, obviously, because they were out of the country. Um, so their driver just like was like, fuck this. I'm going home. And he like left them stranded. So half the tour, we had to drive abandoned by bears around. So like we were all crammed in our van. 
Oh my gosh. So he bailed with what the, their van as well. Uh, the guy, the guy had the van. He was just like, I'm not <laughs> FM sort of like, what did they was, do to him? Or he, it was just random. I think what the issue was, um, he was in a band too at the time. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if they were called Southview. Um, he was the driver for them. And then he also wanted to like open acoustically. And we were like, that's totally chill, dude. Like go for it. I think he got like upset that he wasn't getting like, like attention. Cause he was opening or something. I don't know. I think it was because oh. all bands were like chatting with people and like selling merch. And he was just kind of like the driver. And it's like, dude, you volunteered to drive. Like, <laughs> right, I mean? right, right, right. Yeah. He wasn't getting, he wasn't getting in the spotlight. It wasn't right. like, and I'm also an artist and it's right. Like, no dude, you're the driver. <laughs> yeah. He kind of had like an ego problem and he like went Sounds on like it. And like tried to, I don't, he just tried to like talk trash about them all the time. Like they were the ones that like left me. It's like, dude, no, like they couldn't drive. <laughs> like what do you? <laughs> yeah, how do they leave? Right. Like we're all over here saying like, yo, don't do that. <laughs> right on. Um, are you guys on a label? We are on a label right now. We're on Mutant League Records. Um, they've Rad. been i love them and i've loved like all the bands they've ever signed so i was super hyped when they wanted to work with us and was that after you had put out the wilderness so we released a second album under sharp tone records um, okay i know the label yep they have a like a huge catalog of like really big metal bands um at the time i guess they were just really into pop punk they signed some pop punk bands that we toured with um mm -hmm but I guess they kind of shifted focus. All those bands are no longer with the label. Um, but then, you know, we had our third release planned. So we were like, yo, let's, let's just start submitting. And then Mutant League was like, yo, and we were like, yo, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They had like the movie, the movie life is the one I remember them having. The what? I'm sorry. The movie life. Do they still have that band? uh on the top i'm not sure if they have them still but like the band that like really when i was like oh crap mutant league was um they had belmont for a while before they signed to pure noise so we oh, were like oh yeah, yeah yeah okay and also i think they had seaway before seaway signed to pure noise they did have seaway i remember that yeah. and i think they had alistair also alistair is dope i think that was one of the other bands we were like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I so that you did they you said that you were on, sorry, you, you signed to another label before Mutant League? Yeah. Sharp Tone? Sure. Hmm. What was that like? Or was that your first lab, record label experience? And that must yeah. have been big for you guys. That was, I mean, that was crazy. That was like kind of like the 13-year-old me that bought the bass guitar was like, dude, you finally got it. Like, you finally made it, man. Right. Um, so they were, I mean, they were great. You know, I think the main reason we just didn't really get super amount like i don't know how to phrase it i don't <laughs> i think the reason that we didn't grow as much with them is their expertise was not pop punk so that's all i'm gonna say right uh, i mean they but, had more they had, had a lot of heavy bands yeah and they like i said they were a great label they you know shot some really awesome videos for us they you know had us come out to california it was really cool like it was a great experience but um I just realized my camera fell um, in terms of what we were looking for. And I think also what they were looking for, um, they're looking for more like the heavy bands and we're, I mean, we're a pop punk band. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, right. we're heavy 
some point, like at some points, but some of the but direction. You're, but you're not bleeding through, right? Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that that makes like that's yeah, those are more of the bands that they had. For sure. Have. Okay. So did you did they put you on a tour with any of their artists? Uh, no, that was that was one of the things where we were like, well, um, you know, there's a lot of these big bands that you guys have. We do have like metalcore sounding songs. I mean, obviously not their responsibility to place us on tours with their bands, but I feel like things could have been done. They just didn't get done. It's I mean, you know, it right. is what it, it happens. And was that with the Better Luck Tomorrow album? Is this what we we're talking yep, about? That okay. was Better Luck Tomorrow. Um, we did tour heavily on that record record with some smaller bands like we toured with sink the ship um wow. who was also on sharp tone at the time we toured telltale who was also on sharp tone at the time and then we also toured with um we were sharks and calling all captains too so we definitely like were active on it but uh-huh. um just i i don't know it's nothing to them but i think it was just like a good fit honestly sure sure and so you guys split ways and um, the, the record came in 2018. When did you start writing this new album? Uh, Ricky, our guitar player, he writes like 99% of everything, whether it's vocals, guitar, instrumentals, everything. Um, he's been sitting on it since we released like Better Luck Tomorrow, like a few months after that, like he had already started writing those songs. So uh, we were here to keep more music coming. Um, so he just, he wrote, and wrote and wrote he had so much stuff ready to go so you guys what just held on to it until currently yeah, pretty much and then obviously covid happened so it's been delayed a little bit more than we would have liked to have released it but uh-huh. yeah we've had these songs for a minute honestly it's been a while wow what what about uh where were you guys at when covid happened uh um, you on the road or anything no, we were we were like still kind of trying to write the songs and get the demos squared up. So it kind of happened at a good time. Uh, I mean, as horrible as COVID was, if we're right, of course convenience and like <laughs> we were trying to accomplish with the album, um, you know, we needed more time and we got more time, a little bit more time than we wanted. But um, yeah, we were all I mean, we weren't on the road or anything, but we did, you know, Zoom call, band practices, all that good stuff. How is like, that? Was it, I mean, with the latency and everything, were you actually able to practice or was it more no, like a conversation? We never really played out anything. We mostly just had like discussions and kind of planned for what was coming, like with labels and getting the album out there and things like that. And how did Mutant League come into the picture? Was that during the COVID lockdown yeah, situation? So we pretty much just started submitting demos to them i forget exactly when we had the conversation but um it was during covid because i remember having zoom calls with mutant league and the band guys while we were all locked down so it was during covid i'm trying to think specifically when but it's not like popping in my brain sure but was it like uh, you signed the deal over over zoom um it was, I think it was like e-signature or maybe we all met up. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, isn't that weird to think that it wasn't like you're going there, you're meeting with them. Everyone's in the same room. Now, you know, you're, you're signing a record label is signing to another record label, like virtually like this. Yeah. Kind of take some of the, you know, I don't know. Like the oomph celebration. Out of it. Yeah. Like the celebration out of it at all. Uh, 
we, I mean, we were used to, I mean, we kind of already went through the signing process before. I, I'm pretty sure Sharptown actually just sent us stuff that we printed off and then we signed it and sent it back. So it was pretty much the same thing. Um, okay. Was it some big celebration that you're missing I mean, out on? We were all hyped, but yeah, we didn't like meet up or anything or party or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when did you start recording the record? If if it was kind of written, you know, 2018, 2019, when did you start uh, recording it? Uh, I want to say, I'm trying to remember when we, cause we, we recorded certain songs. It was kind of like in chunks. Um, we went back to record during COVID because the guy we went to record with initially for all the other stuff we did with him, mm -hmm. he was having coronavirus, like, Hey, it's like a, I think it was like half off for recording. Um, wow. yeah. So we went and recorded, um, some additional we had like most of everything written and we went and recorded some additional stuff with him during covid so we recorded during 2019 and then, you, and then you were what you got you just had to kind of sit on it you just been sitting on it since yep Is and new material then like what 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 have you guys been really up to are you just trying to come with the game plan or like how do you how do you adapt to the new world Right now, I mean, we're kind of just taking it as it comes. We actually have a couple of shows booked. Oh, in, wow. Yeah, October and November. Um, one of them is with Capstan, so I'm like really, really hype on that one. I'm trying to remember who the other bands are with on the other show, but um, right now we're just kind of taking it as it comes. Like some bands are touring actively, um, mm -hmm. But, you know, we have some other songs that Ricky's been working on. So we'll probably go record those at some point. I don't know if it'll be this year, but maybe next year. So that way we can just keep some fresh stuff coming for everybody. That's cool. That's really cool. And yeah. do you have a release date for the record? Yep. The release date is August 20th. So we're okay. super. I can't wait. Are you going to do a big uh, release show or anything? Anything planned? We're thinking of potentially making the release show one of these shows that we already have booked coming up just because you know covid summertime i don't know we're we're kind of dabbling with it right now mm -hmm. that's cool that's cool um what yeah so uh, like are you excited i mean you must be really excited to play these shows and have you guys had a chance to play with each other yet at all i we, mean over the course of the year and a half yeah we've rehearsed a couple of times uh, since coronavirus definitely some rust to shake off but i cannot wait to get back on stage again dude i miss it like just even practicing and like singing every sunday whatever day we would practice like that's an outlet for me man and i miss it um so a show is just gonna be like i i can't wait it's gonna be insane yeah i think it might even be somebody's first show a lot of people's maybe's first show back you know quite a like emotional moment i would think emotional okay. night It'll be emotional in general, man. Like just getting to stand up there with those guys again, for real. I miss it so much. That's cool, man. I can't wait to to have this all kind of blow over where it's back to tours and seeing bands come through town. It's still, it's weird to see like bands posting like a tour poster, like we're touring. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> there's still, I mean, there's still people that, uh, I mean, I think most, if not all states, like took away mask mandates and stuff, but like mm -hmm. venues have like 
obey certain laws and certain restrictions. So it's like you said, it's going to be interesting to see how things turn out with everything getting back to normal. I'm not really sure how it's going to be, but got to take it as it comes, I guess. Yeah. Cause it's either going to be really more, I'm thinking it's either going to be more restricted with smaller venues, maybe like a thousand cap and under, but, or it's weird because like Bonnaroo is happening and outside lands is happening. It's like, you're going to get like what? A hundred thousand people together. I, I yeah. don't know. Like that to me seems like pretty crazy. Like a super spreader event to me. I don't know. Yeah. Right. We don't know. It's crazy, but who knows? Well, yeah. Well, that's cool that you guys have some shows booked. For sure. I'm super excited. And obviously we'll probably book more as time goes on, but mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the plan is just kind of take it slow, see how things are, see what happens. And then if things are Gucci, let's, let's get back at it, boys. There you go. There you go. Thank you so much, Christian, for doing this. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been awesome. 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 I have one more question before I let you go though. Uh, do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Uh, advice would be, uh, just keep, I feel like that's such a generic piece of advice would be keep grinding. But honestly, at the end of the day, it really does come down to hard work when it comes to anything, not just music. Um, when we were first starting, I would stay up till like five or six in the morning, just spamming people like, Hey, check out this link. Hey, I saw that you like this song. Hey, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Trying to grow following and stuff. Um, there's going to be bumps in the road. You know what I mean? Whether it's on tour, whether it's at your shows, don't let that discourage you. If music is what you really love to do. Um, even if you're not doing it professionally, like keep playing music, because like I said before, for me, it's an outlet like use it as an outlet. And then if you want to do professional stuff, just look up some videos on YouTube. Like it's all there. You can look up everything, (laughs) like how to market, how to, how to scream, how to play guitar. It's all out there. Just keep practicing.